0: This message was shared from the pulpit at Good News Baptist Church in Chesapeake, Virginia. For more information, visit us online at goodnewsbaptist.org. All right, let's turn to our Bibles, to the book of Acts. I was given the task to close out the conference. No pressure, brother. No pressure. And uh, I'm just going to preach what the Lord laid on my heart, and I hope it will be an encouragement and a challenge. Uh, to all of us, let's read here in Acts chapter number uh, 20, and uh, let's begin reading in verse number 17, and if a Spanish word slips out, I'll do my best to be biblical and interpret that word for you so that we're properly, uh, right, speaking in tongues at church, amen, amen. And so if not we have others that will confirm that I am not lying. Amen. All right. Acts chapter number twenty and verse number seventeen it says, And from Miletus he has he sent us to Ephesus and called the elders of the church, and when they were come to him, he said unto him, You know, from the first day that I came into Asia, after what manner I have been with you all at all seasons, Serving the Lord with all humility of mind, and with many tears and temptations which befell me by the lying in wait of the Jews and how I kept back nothing that was profitable unto you but have showed you and have taught you publicly and from house to house testifying both to the Jews and also to the Greeks repentance towards God and faith to our Lord Jesus Christ and now behold I go bound And the Spirit into Jerusalem, not knowing the things that shall befall befall me there. Let's pray. Father, we love you. We thank you, Lord, for this time. We thank you for this week and uh, just uh, the blessing it has been uh, to be able, Lord, to be reminded, O Lord, to declare uh, your glory among the nations. Our responsibility as a church, our responsibility as well as individuals uh, to be involved in missions, whether it is giving, uh, whether it is going, or whether it is praying, or doing all three at the same time, I pray, Lord, that in this last night you will challenge us, you will help us, oh, Lord, to draw closer to you, and continue to do our best uh, to declare your name, to preach the Lord Jesus, uh, because you're coming back soon, O oh Lord. Uh, you're not uh, willing that any should perish, but that all come to repentance. And I pray, God, that you give uh, all the missionaries that are here and Uh, Lord, that are going uh, to the mission field for the first time. I pray encourage them and help them as they finish deputation. And I pray for the rest of us that are on furlough. Lord, that we will be encouraged, Lord, and we'll be a blessing to churches as we travel. Thank you for this time. Help us, Lord, as I mentioned earlier, that all of us will be uh, doers of the word and not hearers only. I pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Leave it all on the field. Is a phrase that's been used in sports. It means to give it your all, to give everything you got, to do your best. I remember watching this movie with our church in Nahua, Facing the Giants. Many of you perhaps have seen that movie. It's an ex- exciting movie, it's a funny movie as well. And in one of those scenes in Facing the Giants, the coach challenges his team to work hard, to give their best. And in one of those scenes, he told I believe his name was Brock, uh, you know, get this guy uh, on your back, and, and uh, I want you to do your best, but I want to blindfold you, but I want you to give me your best, promise me you're going to give me your best, blindfolded him, put a young man uh, over his back, and he started crawling uh, over the field, and uh, Brock, uh, Brock's goal was to get to the 50-yard line. And his coach is just telling him, keep going, Brock, you got this, keep going, keep going. And Brock started to get a little tired and weary, and am I there yet? You just keep going, you give me all you got, give me 100%. And when he started sweating and his muscles started to hurt, uh, his coach got closer to him and encouraged him and said, you keep going, you don't give up, you're almost there. And by the time that he got there where he just gave up, he was at the other side. Of the football field. And he's just saying, Coach, did I make it to the 50 yard? Open your eyes, you're in the end zone. You know what he did? He gave it his all. He gave it his all. He left it all there on the field. The apostle Paul, I believe, is the greatest missionary that ever lived. I'll without mentioning the Lord Jesus Christ obviously he's the greatest missionary he left heaven came down to earth died the cross for our sins to save us but the apostle Paul uh, the greatest missionary that ever lived apart from the Lord Jesus Christ had a passion for souls and had an impeccable testimony before others in verses 25 and in verse 38 we won't read it for the sake of time but he's announcing to the church at Ephesus and to the leaders there I'm about to go, and my face you will not see anymore. And so as he's getting ready to leave, there's one phrase that he mentions here that got a hold of my heart. As I was praying and thinking about what to preach about, look with me in verse number 20, and notice what he says. And how I kept back nothing that was profitable unto you. You know, I got to thinking just like the Apostle Paul gave it his all and did everything he could to train, did everything he could to encourage, did everything he could to be a blessing to this church, to the leaders of this church. I think about our God and how God kept back nothing from us. He kept back nothing from creation. Bible says in Colossians 1.16, for by him all things Uh, were all things created that are in heaven and that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers. All things were created by him and for him, and he is before all things, and by him all things consist. I'm glad he kept back nothing in his creation. I'm glad that he also kept back nothing in his revelation. Bible tells us in 2 Timothy 3.16, all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine for reproof for correction for instruction of righteousness that the man of God may be perfect thoroughly furnished unto all good works aren't you glad that you have the complete word of God he kept back nothing he gave you everything from everlasting to everlasting thou art God God is eternal but God's word is also eternal Bible says that uh, in heaven forever Lord thy word is settled In heaven, and God's word that was in heaven was given to man. And through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, we have in our hands for the English speaking people the perfect word of God. Aren't you glad that He kept back nothing? Aren't you glad that He gave you the whole story? Aren't you glad that He showed you from eternity past to eternity future His plan for mankind? He kept back nothing. And I am so glad also that he kept back nothing about salvation. I am glad that he showed us clearly that salvation is through his son, that that, that there needed to be blood to be shed, that the blood needed to be applied. And we saw that in the Old Testament from Genesis all the way to the New Testament, that there had to be a sacrifice. Someone had to pay a price. And I'm glad that he kept back nothing. I'm glad that he showed us that all these animals were just an illustration that Jesus was coming and that he would be the ultimate yes. Lamb of God yes. to be able to pay for all of our sins. I'm glad that God kept back nothing from us. The Apostle Paul's testimony here, as he's getting ready to go, he told him, I kept back nothing. So what is the challenge tonight as we end missions conference? Is that same phrase. Are you keeping back anything from the Lord? And and I'm not just talking about money. Because it takes money to be able to send missionaries across the sea. It takes money to be able to have a gym. Amen. To be able to reach those people. And I'm so glad how he mentions, hey, if you know plumbing, if you know this, uh, we can use you there too. But uh, it takes money, yes. But I'm not just talking about that. I'm talking about what if God is calling you to be a missionary? Are you keeping back? Are you holding on to your life? Are you holding on to your will? And perhaps maybe God is calling you about being more involved here in your local church. You know, many times at missions conference, we, we preach about giving. We preach about, uh, uh, you know, our faith promise. And obviously that is a big part of it. But it starts with your heart. It starts with your attitude. Uh, and it starts with your life. You put in yourself on the offering plate and saying, God, I am willing what would thou have me to do? And so in the next few minutes, uh, let's look at just a few things that the Apostle Paul, uh, he, he, things that he didn't keep back from this uh, church. And as a, as a testimony, uh, I think it would be great if we can have that same testimony as we're getting ready to part ways from this earth and be able to say, he kept back nothing. He gave it his all for the Lord. Number one, he kept back nothing in his work For the Lord. He kept back nothing in his work for the Lord. Notice with me there in verse number 19, he says, Serving the Lord with all humility of mind and with many tears and temptations which befell me by the lying in wait of the Jews. While Paul was serving, he faced many trials, he faced many difficulties, but yet in his service for God and in his work for the Lord, He kept back nothing. He gave 100%. He did everything he could. Notice that uh, in spite of tears, it says that with many tears. And you know, in this chapter here, there's several passages where it talks about how the Apostle Paul, as he served the Lord and as he preached the gospel, and as he was trying to train people, that he did it with pain. He did it with sorrow. He did it with many tears look at verse number 31 with me verse number 31 it says therefore watch and remember that by the space of three years i ceased not to warn everyone night and day with tears verse 37 and they all wept sore and fell on paul's neck and kissed him he went through so much pain and sorrow and i'll tell you what i know every missionary can testify you know, we all get excited about going to the mission field, and you know we're thinking, you know, mission impossible. We're going to win everybody to Christ, and then you get there. And as my dear brother was talking about, you have Plan A and Plan B, and you have it all laid out. And then you get there, and I don't know where. I mean, everything. It's time to raise the board and start all over. You know, the Lord changes everything. And many times, you know, you're there, you're alone. Uh, Many times you get discouraged. Many times it's hard. The apostle Paul served with many tears in his eyes. And every missionary that has been on the field, they've had their moments where they had tears in their eyes. My wife and I, we have our moments where we cried and said, Lord, no one is paying attention. Lord, no one is accepting the Lord Jesus Christ as their Savior. Lord, we're doing everything we can. What is going on? Lord, do you even want me here? What am I doing here? with many tears the apostle paul kept back nothing even in spite of the pain and the sorrow of working for the lord and we all go through storms and we're all uh, going through a tough time here but hey don't let those tears and don't let the sorrow stop you from giving your all to god keep back nothing in spite of the tears in spite of temptations The Apostle Paul there in that passage says, serving the Lord with all humility of mind and with many tears and temptations. Think about it. The devil was doing everything he could to just destroy the testimony of the Apostle Paul. God was using him greatly and he was going to do everything he could. He would try to bring some ladies and he would try to bring something else to get his eyes, to get his attention, to get away from being focused on what God had called him to do To reach the Gentiles. And God will do the same with you and me. Watch out for those temptations. Even when they come, you keep on going. Give 100% to God. In spite of the troubles, the problems that come our way. There in Acts chapter number 20 and in verse number 21 at the end, it says in temptations, which befell me by the lying weight of the Jews. The apostle Paul had to deal with a lot of knuckleheads. That were trying to kill him, that were trying to uh just uh give him a bad uh reputation, trying to lock him up. Uh, he dealt with these kinds of issues, and in spite of all of that, he said, I kept back not nothing in my work, in my service for the Lord. Number two, the apostle Paul kept back nothing in his witnessing. In his witnessing. Let's look at verse number twenty-one. It says testifying both to the Jews and also to the Greeks, repentance towards God and faith to our Lord Jesus Christ. Wow, that is what an awesome image of what salvation is. Salvation is repentance towards God. I am turning away. I'm changing my mind about what I believe and about my sin, and I'm putting my faith and trust in Jesus Christ. You know, and and we try to explain that to people that, you know, it's not just some magic words that save you. It's a relationship with Jesus Christ. The Holy Spirit has to bring conviction in your heart about your sin, and you need to realize that religion can't get you to heaven. That church membership can't get you to heaven. That Catholicism can't get you to heaven. You must change your mind and do a turn and put your trust only in Jesus Christ. And that's what the Apostle Paul is saying. I kept back nothing in my work for God, but I also kept back nothing in my preaching, in my witnessing of the Lord Jesus Christ. Notice with me in verse number 24. It says, But none of these things move me, neither count I my life dear unto myself, uh, so that I might finish my course with joy in, uh, in the ministry which I have received of the Lord Jesus to testify the gospel of the grace of God. And we can look at other passages. The apostle Paul didn't hold back in witnessing to the whole world. Look at verse 26. Verse 26, he says, Wherefore I take uh, you to record this day that I am pure from the blood of all man. Wow, I can't say that. I can't say that and with honesty say that every person I have come in contact with uh, that I have done everything I can to share the gospel with them. But the apostle Paul could boldly say that. Why? Because he, wa- he wanted to reach everybody. He didn't hold back in his preaching to the whole world. We have some Haitian nationals that come to our church, in and now it is a blessing. And is we're trying to teach our church. Listen, our church is not just a Dominican church that reaches only Dominican people. Our church needs to reach everybody. I preach to Chinese in the Dominican Republic. I preach to the Haitians. I I preach to the Venezuelans that have come over uh, recently due to some issues in their country. Uh, We're going to preach to everybody, and everybody's going to be welcome in our church, no matter the color of their skin, no matter what culture they're from, no matter uh, what education they have, what kind of background. Why? Because Jesus died for all, and we must reach all of them. The apostle Paul said, I have kept back nothing in reaching everybody. He could have said, hey, I'm, I've been trained. I, am, uh, I was, you know, uh, a highly trained Jew. And so I'm just going to work with the, you know, highly trained Greeks, you know, the scholars. No, he was willing to go everywhere. He was willing to go to the Greeks and to the barbarians and he was willing to go to the lowest part. He didn't care. Why? Because he realized that it was God's will for all men to be saved and to come knowledge of the truth. He didn't hold back in his witness of all of the word of God. In verse 27 and verse 28 talks about how he preached and taught the whole counsel of God. And you know, when we go down there, we don't just want to win souls to Christ and just leave them there. We want to teach them to observe all these things that the Lord has commanded. We want to disciple them. We want to train them. We want to teach them the whole counsel of God. And the Apostle Paul didn't hold back, he didn't just give them a portion of the scripture, he gave them all of the scripture. Also, he didn't hold back in his witnessing, uh, his witness to warning. The Ephesians, in verse 29 through verse 31, Paul warns the leaders as he's getting ready to go, and this is the last time that they'll see each other. He warns them about uh, the dangers from without, from outside in verse number 29, and he then warns them of the dangers from the inside. And isn't that a sad thing that we have to worry about the dangers within the church? That there are certain people that just want to cause division. That there are certain people that just uh, live the Christian life with their feelings on their sleeves. I believe that's how it goes, the phrase in English, right? I always mess up phrases. <laughs> uh, I told my youth pastor back when I was uh, soul winning with them. Uh, he's like, I was telling him, oh yeah, he gets into my skin. He said, Jeff, what are you talking about? Oh yeah, he gets into my skin. Jeff, you mean he's getting on your Is it on your skin? I said, I don't even know. (laughs) Under. See, there you go. I mess them up all the time. All the time. But the Apostle Paul was warning them of the dangers within. The Apostle Paul kept back nothing. He gave it his all. He kept back nothing in his work for the Lord. He kept back nothing also in his witnessing And lastly, he kept back nothing with his wallet. Let's look here in verse number 33. And we'll be finishing soon. Let's read verse number 33. He says, I have coveted no man's silver or gold or apparel. The apostle Paul was a man of integrity and preached on stewardship on many occasions. He hated it when people accused him of being in the ministry for the money. A man who on several occasions would make a defense that he was not in the ministry to take advantage of the people. And we can look at different letters in the New Testament where he's constantly uh, just defending himself. We won't do that tonight. But he wasn't looking to take any benefits from God's people. On the contrary, many times he worked so that he wouldn't be a burden to the brethren. In 2 Thessalonians 3:8 it tells us neither did we eat any men's bread for naught, but brought with labor and travail night and day that we uh, might not be chargeable to any of you. In 2 Corinthians 11:9 he says, and when I was present with you and wanted, uh, I was chargeable to no man for that which was lacking to me the brethren which came from Macedonia supplied. And in all things I have kept myself from being burdensome unto you, and so will I keep myself. And on many occasions we know the Apostle Paul will set up his tents and will work hard uh, to try to supply for his needs. But he ends here before he leaves Ephesus, before he leaves this area, and says goodbye to them. He presents to them why they should give. He has not taken from them. He hasn't looked for silver or gold, but yet he encourages them to give. And we find that here in verse number 35. It says, I have showed you all things, how that so laboring ye all to support the weak, and to remember the words of the Lord Jesus, how he said, It is more blessed to give than to receive. You know, the word "laboring" there has the idea of feeling fatigue. uh, It has the idea of working hard and sweating. And we ought to give because others depend upon it. There it says in verse 35 that we ought to labor to support the weak. Ephesians talks about that as well. And in Luke chapter 10, uh, as Jesus is explaining to this Jews, who is thy neighbor? And then he goes on to talk about the... Good Samaritan and how he was willing to take care of him and pay for his hotel and bind up his wounds and take him to the hospital. He was willing to give to help him because he was weak. We ought to give because others depend upon it. We ought to give also because Jesus gave generously. In verse number 35, it says that the Lord Jesus said, it is more blessed to give than to receive and when it comes to giving uh our god is the greatest example about the ultimate uh giving Uh, he says for god so loved the world that he gave he gave what did he give he gave his most precious son jesus christ that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life he's the ultimate example how is it better? You think to yourself, how is it better that you, it's better to give than to receive? Because most of us would think, actually, it's pretty nice to receive gifts. But there's something special about giving. There's something special about being a blessing. I was just enjoying that song, Make Me Amen. a Blessing. I have, had not heard that hymn in a long time. And in just this month, I've heard it two times. And both times I've been challenged. Jeff, have you been a blessing today? Because it's our sinful nature naturally just says, what can I get out of church? What can I get out of this ministry? What can I get out of this or that? It ought not to be that way. What can I give? How can I help? Giving, when you give, it is better because it kills your self-centeredness. Giving expresses your contentment with what you have. Giving also illustrates God's salvation. Giving allows His word to be proclaimed to the nations. And that's why the church has a goal. Because they want to be able to reach others. They want to be able to support these missionaries around the world so that they can take the name of Jesus, so that they can take the word of God, so that they can take the good news and that his glory could be declared, not just here in America, but to all the nations. But it takes giving. And I want to challenge you tonight. What is it that God wants you to give that you're holding back on? Apostle Paul said, I kept back nothing. Exactly what you wanted, God, I gave it in my work for you exactly where you wanted me to witness to testify to preach i went and preached and taught and did everything i could and with my wallet oh lord with my funds with all my resources i gave it my all i kept back nothing what does god want you to give maybe god wants you to give your talents maybe you have a certain talent in a certain area Maybe God wants you to give of your time to be able to maybe go on a missions trip and be a blessing to a missionary. Maybe perhaps he wants you to go. Maybe he wants you to be a missionary. And I encourage you young people or older people, no matter who you are, if God is calling you to be a missionary, I'll tell you what, uh, looking back, uh, the best decision I ever made was when I got saved. The second one was when I... The Lord provided my wife, Pamela. But also, the greatest decision I made was to choose God's will for my life. There's nothing better than being in the center of God's will. That peace, that path of all understanding, that joy that this world cannot understand, you cannot replace it with something else. I thought baseball would make me happy. I thought hitting home runs was going to be an exciting thing. I thought Pursuing this career of getting to the majors was going to be an awesome adventure. But I tell you what, it's been a whole lot more fun. It's been a lot of tears, a lot of temptations, a lot of trouble that we've had to deal with on the mission field. But I tell you what, there's nothing better than serving Jesus today. Nothing better. The Apostle Paul, I can hear him before he goes to heaven and saying, I have no regrets. No regrets. And listen, if God is calling you, you say yes Amen. to the Lord. Father, we love you. We thank you for this day. Thank you for this week. We thank you for your love and your mercy on us. Thank you, Lord, that you kept back nothing. You gave it your all. Yet there, I get Lord, you were struggling. Lord, physically speaking, uh, it was an impossible task to go to the cross to carry the sins of the whole world on your shoulders. And yet, you went on you gave it your all you didn't give in to the to the carnality or to the, 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 the flesh the weakness of the human body and you were willing to go all the way give your body sacrifice your life so that we could be saved thank you Lord for giving your all I pray you help us as Romans 12 tells us Lord that we will present our bodies A living sacrifice, wholly acceptable unto God, which is our reasonable service. The least that we can do, O Lord, is give it our all. And I pray, God, you help us to keep back nothing from you. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening.